pod, should we blame you and why yes? You should blame, no you shouldn't blame me because the world says no to blaming me. That's not a valid answer. Really? Okay. Then it comes down to... Yeah, that's the wrong fandom, Eric Skull. Oh, too bad. I gotta tell you guys that having come from a con that's that sounds to have been so fun and lively as Titan Con takes me back. And listening to the audio and seeing the footage that you guys have give, have brought us uh, on Winter is Coming from Titan Con really reminds me of the height. Of, of the Harry Potter fandom and cons, but this is not Harry Potter. This is Game of Owns for Game of Thrones. And tell me, is, was Titan Con as fun as it seems to have been? <laughs> I think it was. Um, I'm a big fan of Titan Con because it's a, it's a smaller con. It's a smaller, friendlier con. I, mean, I love, don't get me wrong. I love Comic Con, but it's, there's a, there's kind of a wall between the fandom and the people at, and necessarily so because, you know, You'd mm -hmm. be getting people would get mobbed and trampled, and we'd never see Robert Downey Jr. again. He'd just be eaten by somebody. So, <laughs> oh, bye, Robert Downey. You're greatest Tony Stark. It sounds like those barriers are put in place for the actors as much as for the fans. Yes, they are. But at Titan Con, I mean, you know, you can just be standing in the hall, and I'm like, for instance, with me, Ron Don, she walks by, and I'm like, hey, Ron. He's like, hey. And we just start talking. I. Sat him down for a half hour. It wasn't even an interview. We were just talking about stuff. It's just, he's like the coolest guy in the world. And it's just amazing how you can have this just fantastic close interaction at, at cons like these. These, I call them specific cons. I've been to a, <laughs> I've been to a supernatural con too, which I don't know if any of you know the show. That's if you're a single guy and you want to pick up chicks, <laughs> wear leather. Go, go <laughs> yes, wear leather and go to a supernatural convention. I I thought you were saying you went to a super like a supernatural convention. I'm like, oh, damn, show. that no. sounds like no. a blast. You know, I I see all the supernatural merchandise that gets auctioned. I I guess does creation run those? Yes, the supernatural cons. Oh, because I I go to their Star Trek conventions and occasionally they'll have auctions and they always have the the brothers you know as 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 part of their um you know signed photo collection and all that stuff that they they give away there so i i i'm i feel intimately familiar with supernatural having never seen the show and never attended i love the show <laughs> it's, it's a great it's, show it's it is it is i'm not kidding you it's 98 percent women that show up to supernatural conventions. It's crazy. How, how terrible. terrible. Yes, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly they're, they're all fake fangirls because women don't like science fiction, fantasy, and supernatural stuff. Oh, so. uh, yes. Absolutely not. They're all faking it. Mm -hmm. all, all the listeners of this show that are girls are just faking interest in this <laughs> podcast as well. Oh, my gosh. Well, and it also looks like, though, and, and more to your point, too specific – Cons, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it seems like Titan Con has a pretty lax weapons policy as well. Looking at this <laughs> this, pho this photograph, it, it seems like you can just walk right up with your your bow here. I'm looking at particularly underage kids who cannot be licenced to carry <laughs> these bows. Rickon holding true, a large rapier right yeah, there. Yeah, rapier? but they have oh, they have God. they have handlers to decide. So those guys there are sure. from uh, the creative anachronism. I think that's what they're 
society, so CAS, Creative Anachronism Society, and they they made sure that everyone was safe and they demonstrated fighting and uh, archery and everything. So those guys made sure we were, we were all okay. Yes, but it's still <laughs> never a good idea to give Art Parkinson a weapon <laughs> or or, or anything that. else for that <laughs> or any or anything or that could mic. be used <laughs> as, as a weapon, a mic which could be used as a weapon. Definitely. I was so surprised when I saw how joyous and jubilant. Everyone was in this photograph because I figured after you guys did your first ever moderated panel that some crossbows were going to come out of the rafters and a lot of people would die. So that didn't happen. It didn't, no. Well, if it happened, they missed. (laughs) I feel like we lost our manners earlier in the show. Obviously, we've been talking about it throughout this week, but uh, we decided a good handful of days ago that with Marco and Fabio heading over to TitanCon, what better thing to do than to have these guys on the show and talk about the experience some I just feel like we miss so much now listening in on all the the bits that you guys went through. It's um it's is fantastic and I'm I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that they continue to have a Titan Con every year. I know this one uh I don't think I'm speaking out of turn by saying that they they had a a, a few financial losses uh this year with this one and um some of the people behind it, um particularly uh Phil, not not our Phil, not Winter's Coming Phil, but Phil um who we call Sir Mountain Goat, who runs um TitanCon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we that's his name. So you yeah. have to support Sir Mountain Goat. Sir I will sign any petition. Any petition at all that says that. Well they're they're actually trying to get uh George R. R. Martin to attend the next one and if they can pull off that coup, well then the buzz will be freaking it'll be 11 dude it'll be awesome right you'll need a bigger hotel i mean you'd never know because it's it's got such a big name titan con you know the titans in greek mythology were bigger than the gods (laughs) so i just imagine this and it's their convention yeah (laughs) imagine that shit yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. you know what i'm saying like it's really kind of a clever it's catchy you know and and it just looks like quality programming yeah Yeah. I, i i hope that they survive even if they have to you know, pinch some pennies and, and take a few financial hits. I hope they survive and they continue on. Uh, I'll continue to, to prop them and, you know, sing about them to the rafters as far as I can, because it's really a great convention. It's, it's really hardcore friendly fans. You go there and you meet so many people and you make friends. It's, I know it sounds like I'm making commercial for it, but it really is that sort of experience. I, the first time I went was, uh, was two years ago. And uh, I missed last year and I really regretted it. So I went again this year and the friends I had made two years ago were still there. It was like reconnecting with family and I made all these new friends. It was just freaking fantastic. So it's always in, it's always in Belfast. Yes. Always Always in Belfast. Belfast, Yeah. Titan con. So named after the Titanic as well. So there's this connection. (laughs) It's, it's really, really awesome. I cannot but agree with Axe. So I hope it continues. Really hope so. And, uh, and we'll be, we'll be back for sure. It, it's really great. So by the fans, for the fans, that perspective is re- really there. And it, 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 it really evolved from, th- from these fan moods, right? When the pilot was commissioned, yeah. uh, the fans met there and then George was around in the first actors. Uh, Ron Donaghy brought some of them, some of the kids that were just cast to Eason's for a book signing where George was there. And, and this whole thing just, gelled and and uh grew out of that and then when it got big enough we got the first titan con two years ago and then it it just soared from there but you really feel this fan component it's really a grassroots movement if you want to say so 
I wanted to talk about your guys' um, coverage here just just for a moment because, of course, you covered it for Winter is Coming. But I, I just I was listening to the audio and you guys were walking around and talking with people and the various people that you would find, whether they were working there or part of the series. You guys, I, I guess the, the true genius of of being from WinterIsComing.net, of having a site named after such a popular catchphrase is you were going around asking people that I guess the full fruition probably wouldn't have been known to you until you started asking people, say winter is coming. Say it. Say, <laughs> say, say it slowly. Great. Thank you. No, just say winter is coming. Winter is coming. Say it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was cool. We, we do get recognition definitely. And, but as, as Zach said, we made friends two years ago and they were still there. It was like a homecoming and everyone's really super nice and friendly and, uh, being from a site like Winter is Coming just uh, breaks the ice more easily for for people who aren't as talkative as X Chucker, right? Yeah, I was right. I was even looking forward to seeing Marco again, and he's quite the tool. <laughs> Am I? Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking at the photo right now we have in the dock, and it's got it's the big group picture, and I see I see you, and you got your fist pumped down towards your chest, chest Fabio slash Axe slash every other nickname we shall give you today, yeah. and then I see Marco directly to your right, our left, and he. Has has the most pronounced and well-lit fist in that entire fucking photograph. He's, you know, he's... Boom. Marco is so metal. I wanted to be the most metal person in the room with this picture, right. but it just looks right. like I'm just going hysterical. Right. Looks, I mean, I'm sorry. Marco looks defiant. He's like staring the camera yep. down, gang, raising his fist, saying, we will not give in. Yeah. I expected him to just break out in some Dothraki rant any moment after that after seeing that picture i was like oh that is so awesome i have to disagree though i think the uh the person that is the most non-metal i'm gonna have to say pick on christian for a second because his face is even by a rapier (laughs) it's by a blade of sword and he's just cheesing grinning away like i'm an actor and that's just funny i like that so i mean it looks like you guys had a blast and obviously we wanted to have you on the show to talk about this but mainly like literally what you guys are all saying the fellowship aspect that exists between the people involved and going and things like this this is something that we try to stress so much to our listeners because it can be apparent when you're listening to a podcast or you join a community like winter is coming and it's even more strong when you mix the two things together but when you really take that next step and start seeing people and interacting with these people and kind of making friends that you're going to have the rest of your life it really adds another element to being a fan of things so in general, this is like something we really, really stress to the people listening. Like, if it's not TitanCon, it could be something else, but you should go have a great time because I know, like, you yourself, dude, you just got back. You just stayed and took a trip the entire time. Yeah, it was great. I toured uh, Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. And there's, you know, from, I mean, shoot, it's like 10 day vacation. So, All I, right. you know, wow. I'm back and I'm. I'm feeling good, dude. I have to admit it's good. <laughs> well, we were stoked to see that Winter is Coming had their first moderated panel at TitanCon this year because I was expecting the news postings. This isn't something you guys told me in the emails a few days ago. So seeing you and Marco run this damn thing, that was a treat in itself. Well, if you if you if you watched it, you actually know that we did not technically run it. It was yeah. It was, right. it was Art <laughs> Parkinson who who ran the who moderated King it. Rickon. Pretty much. Yeah. The yes. whole thing ran itself. <laughs> King Rickon. <laughs> I mean, every now and then I'd have to throw it to, to Ron because he's sort of this, uh, you know, it's aged voice of wisdom and reason. And he could kind of, <laughs> he could kind of bring it all back home. Right? Yeah, yeah. The counterpoint to the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Counterpoint to, counterpoint to Art Parkinson. That was, um, 
It was brilliant. And <laughs> it was it was funny. I've I've been getting comments from people saying, Who's that extra kid? He was funny. I'm like, Well, I guess I guess that was interesting. They, <laughs> but it was just one of those things where we're like, Okay, you're part of the show, you're part of the show, you're part of the show. Who's that kid? <laughs> and come to find out he's, you know, he's he's art stand in, but he's, you know, art's good friends with him and he really wanted him up on stage and so you know, Phil was like, shrug, sure, do it, you know? And that's the kind of, again, it's the kind of um, sort of loose and, I guess, fancy free feeling this this whole thing has that it's, you know, you feel like, you know, you're not constrained. I mean, again, I'm not knocking San Diego Comic-Con because it certainly has, you know, what it has. And, and people go there for the, the the movie stuff and the television fandoms and all that stuff. But you know, it has a very structured feel to it. You have to be here by this time. You have to, if you want to get into Hall H, you got to be there three days prior, you know, yeah, right. line up outside and camp, you know, whereas Titan Con, you just go and you're like, Oh, you know what? I think I want to, I think I want to see this panel. And you go into the panel. You, oh, you know what? I think I want to go take a picture with the, you know, Princess Marcella. Uh, go take a picture with Princess Marcella. I mean, if there, if there's been any criticism of Titan Con, um, it's that, you know, well, they don't pull the big stars. You'll never see, you know, Peter Dinklage there. You'll never see, you know, Lena Headey there, stuff like that. And I, I think that's kind of the wrong way to look at it because you have these people who, who are, you know, skilled actors. Isaac Hempstead Wright is a fantastic young actor. You know, Thomas Brody Sangster is, you know, he's been nothing but popular on the show since he showed up as Jojen. And, you can sit with these people and talk to them about their craft and about the stories and about the characters. And you know, again, it's not just me. It's not just people from Winners coming. The fans, I mean, they'd be walking through the halls. It's not like they had handlers who were pushing people away from them, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was great. Yeah. And, and more times than not, you get really in-depth, caring, interesting stories because all of them have worked on this. All of them have unique and individual perspectives. Not to mention that these things are, are very educational at times too. For instance, just from your guys' audio, I learned more about the color indigo than I ever, <laughs> ever could have imagined before. Was this from, it was Amy Richardson, wasn't it? Yep. Yes. Can you guys tell me what was, cause I didn't see the shirt, but what was, what was going on with that whole situation? I'd have to give you a little bit of background. Um, <laughs> please. This, and you know what? I, and there's going to be some interviews up also that I, you know, I, I, interviewed Amy and I interviewed Isaac. Um, and I tried to get Isaac over to my side and he, he played a more diplomatic role, but, um, but yeah, basically, you know, it's just a quirk that I had that, you know, the conversation came up one day about, you know, the seven color spectrum. And I'm like, why are there seven colors? It should be six. Indigo is not, Indigo shouldn't be part of the seven color spectrum. There's no reason. I mean, why not add teal? If we're going to add indigo, and indigo's <laughs> right. I mean, you have the three primary, and we tell me if I'm wrong. You have the three primary colors, and you have the three secondary colors plus indigo, right? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Okay, so this is exactly how it happened. Listen, the first question I have to ask, and I just noticed this as you walked in. This is a rather odd shirt that you're wearing. Your shoes. Can I see those? These are my gorgeous indigo Converse, and indigo is both a beautiful and extremely legitimate. Color in its own right. Legitimate. By, by legitimate, what do you mean exactly? I mean that it is not a shade of blue nor purple. It is a separate color and it is part of the color spectrum. The seven, the seven mm. color spectrum, it's a, it's a legitimate color spectrum. So you have essentially with indigo, you have, you have, you have a blue, red, and yellow. You have a green, orange, and violet. A green, orange, and violet being you know, part of 
you know, make blue and red to violet, et cetera, et cetera. Indigo, where does that fit in your view exactly in that, in that whole spectrum of, um, of color? Right in with the black face. So it it's, it's legitimate is what it you're is. telling me. It is. Well, it's I just want to say, if you, uh, her shirt says uh, Indigo and she has voted yes. I am voting no for Indigo. So um, we here at Winners Coming would like you to weigh in on this very important topic because I am attempting as we speak to get Indigo thrown completely off the seven color spectrum. It should only be a six color spectrum. As we know. But I would just like to remind you all that Lannisters do always pay their debts. So Indigo is the way to go. Indigo. Oh, I just thought of that. Indigo is the way to go. How good is that? And I've been trying to get people on my side ever since. The only of all the people I've interviewed, the only person who has taken my side is John Bradley. Thank God for Samwell standing Thank God by my for side. Samuel. Because <laughs> He's no so one loyal. Else, the thing, you know, Sam, you can always depend you can on always him. Depend on it, right? No one, no one else, no one else has taken my side in this. And you know what? We should. I should ask you guys. I'm, I'm, I'm putting this to you now. Take a okay. stand with me. Help me. Remove indigo from the seven color spectrum. It makes no sense. sense. Stand I agree. You've been exjucked. I, I think your argument was well structured. I think it makes a lot of sense. I was just about ready to jump, I mean, you know, all four uh, limbs onto your side of the line until I realized that, of course, Princess Marcel is a Lannister and I may not wish to upset <laughs> a Lannister and right. get on their bad side. So it's not about not wanting to be on your side. It's about, you know, strategically placing myself in, in, in the best possible situation for me. I just – this conversation's done. I'm done. Bye. Okay. <laughs> well, well, then let's talk about where you learned to speak Southern <laughs> and more importantly where Amy Richardson learned to speak Southern so well. I have been practicing this accent my whole life. I, I, Movies. You know what? I have friends in Arkansas. I can let me put it to you that so way. So do I. <laughs> and none of them sound like that. I wanted to ask you guys about the bus tour because I know you got to see some excellent filming locations and just hearing the audio, which we'll cut in throughout some of this conversation, knowing that the camaraderie was in such high spirits and like we're hearing jokes about when we honk twice or whatever, this is when wildlings are coming. And if, if, <laughs> if, if we call this many times, there's white walkers. So you better hurry your asses up, you know? So that's, that's fun. Like it sounds like you guys basically went to a giant playground for the weekend. Rangers, we're going to have our warning systems. There will be toots on the bus. A horn. Yeah, that was on Sunday. So, um, that that's when the uh, bus tours traditionally are so the the titan con coach tour as it's called and it's tremendous fun especially if you're on the fun bus which is bus number one did you guys win the race the race oh in the end yeah the the, the first stop we, we were there first i think and then we, we just got lost along the hedgerows of island and so on but yeah we we made it back there was a weird um i don't know if it's a tradition yet or something but um People, uh, people on the bus um, who've done the tour before, they were bringing these huge bags of like candies and snacks and things. And I've never seen this, but they would, they would start, they'd have the bag in the front of the bus and they'd just take a handful of candy or something and then they pass the bag back. And so oh throughout God. the bus trip, it was amazing. Yeah, uh, yes. we were all on sugar highs basically, but the, you had, you had these huge bags of candy and other treats. You know, just being passed around back and forth all the way through God. the bus. I just, I've never seen anything like this. It sounds so damn hedonistic. You guys just had a crazy <laughs> time. Give me the candy I'm, bag. I'm used to that. So it might be something that we do here in Europe. 
But on our school trips, we constantly do that. You know, that reminds me of that Simpsons episode. I think it's called Das Bus. It's the Lord of the Flies one where they're racing watermelon and banana down the aisle of the bus of the coach. You guys remember that at all? I didn't see that episode, but now I didn't see that episode. Of course, it doesn't roll, but the watermelon does roll and it races and it wins. Buses, racing, it works. I think I made that connection. I don't know if most people know what the bus tour is, but it, it, it's buses that take us to various filming sites. So we got to go to the, we got to go to the place where, you know, Rob was crowned King of the North and, you know, um, that was fun. You know, people screaming out King of the North at random points. That was very enthusiastic. <laughs> that was incredibly epic. I thought, yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, and then, you know, other filming locations that were a lot of fun. We, we went to, you know, the, the infamous, uh, season three windmill, but everyone seemed to always walk past Jon Snow and, and everyone encountered that windmill at some point or another. And so we went to that location, which was not in fact a windmill. It was just an old broken tower. We're like, wow, <laughs> CGI was really good. It used to be a windmill. So that, that, that was correct. They restored it back. Um, they used to crush, uh, ore there, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, there was a lot of hoardering going on, as you, as you can imagine. Yes, there was, there was, <laughs> yes, there was yeah, a lot of hoardering. Yeah. I just want to say, get your ass to Belfast, people. Do this. Get your ass to Belfast. You should work for their tourism board, not because you're, <laughs> I mean, it's a good sell, but just because I, I think these, these lines are coming up. Get your ass to Belfast. <laughs> Real fast. Real, Real fast. fast. Real Real fast. fast. Real and fast. if you are sailing there in a ship, put up the mast. I, I don't know. I suck at this, but so guys, before you go, uh, we just have to ask you this, okay? What, and I know that there are all these small moments here, but what would you say was the own of Titan God? The own. I, well, first of all, I, I, I struggle to admit this, but I think Amy Richardson basically owned me at Titan uh, Yeah, with that shirt, definitely. Your own. Yeah. Though yeah. on a lighter side, I could also say, uh, John and his massive penis. Let's leave it, let's leave it at that. It's only for insiders. Oh, how can you leave them without context, Marco? They'll have to visit next year. John will be there and we can discuss it. Where can people find you two on, uh, on Twitter and, and the like? Well, I'm Max Chucker on Twitter. I am Fire and Blood at Winners Coming. My ever so complicated handle there is WIC underscore HMR. <laughs> So it's better if you just head on to winteriscoming.net and get all your news and rumors about Game of Thrones there. Like you said, it's a good time from people you wouldn't normally expect to hear from in that in such an intimate setting. We look very forward to um seeing all that TitanCon stuff. Thank you guys for joining us. And you know, for any of our listeners who want to get in touch with them, you can. There's the info that they just gave. Also, you can get in touch with our show though at twitter.com slash game of owns. Mm-hmm. We have Facebook.com slash Game of Owns for Facebook. And if you want to send us an email, which, you know, we can direct it to the right guys. If you have a question for Axe Checker or Marco here, contact us at contact at gameofowns.com via the email. And on iTunes, it's five stars or it's nothing. Wow. He knows the drill. Yeah. He does. It's so nice to have you guys on in sort of a non-season because, you know, we're not restricted to talking about the episode and stuff like that. So we should have you on for more of these. 
Go to other cons and report back. But just in we general, should. if you guys go, ever want to join go us, to random please feel con. free. I'll go to the yeah. Yeah. Go to cons. Go to Supernatural yeah. Con. Go to Supernatural Con. Wear all leather. Tell us how it went. Yeah. Tell us how many times you got mobbed. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we've got some con plans upcoming, listeners and stuff. So keep your ears peeled. We're all a big happy family, right? Very large ancestral family is what we are. I love that it's an ancestral family, too. That's how know? the Lannisters do it. It's just, if it's good enough for the Targaryens, it's good enough for me. <laughs> good night, everybody. We're waiting for the bus tour to start, and there's only one question left. Fabio, are you ready? got there first. Hide your wives, hide your children, hide your livestock. This is TitanCon 2013. Put your left leg in, left leg out, in, out, in, out, you shake it all about. You do the hokey pokey and you turn around. That's what it's all about. Jafar is terrifying. Kind of thing. Jafar is terrifying. He's mm-hmm. the scariest Disney villain there is. I don't know. I would think that a Stitch. Is he a villain? Side Stitch right? a villain? He's sort of a villain. Uh, he's a demon. Uh, kind of, demon he's like an alien and he kind of, I don't know. I don't trust the guy. Well, I just mean like at one point Jafar has the control of matter. You yeah. know what I mean? Like That's he can true. do anything. He's Jafar, and he chooses to make a mistake, and Robin Williams defeats him. But still, he had it for a minute. <laughs> Robin Williams defeats him. <laughs> That's who voiced him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Robin okay. Williams defeats him. This is Fabio at TitanCon. This is our official outro, as opposed to our unofficial outro. Basically, we're outro, out, outro of, outro of here. We're out of here. This is it. We're done. We're leaving TitanCon. Goodbye. Winter is leaving.